Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. We watched that replay for a good few minutes. <laughs> we did it. 3D on the table. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Who is the Lord of the Rainforest? Oh, well, it's certainly not Tarzan, that's for sure. Goes Aladdin or Aladdin or Aladdin, whatever you want to call it. It's a nightmare. Sometimes I make really poor decisions like, hey, let's film the intro for this video outside. And hey, let's watch Aladdin Bevanfield. Those are good ideas, right? No. You can always count on Dingo Pictures to try and make even the worst adaptation look good in comparison to theirs. Phelous, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad. <laughs> now, how was your genuine reaction to being featured in the Dingo movie's iceberg? Because that must have been <laughs> a, 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 a true moment of joy and or dread, I would have thought. Yeah, I have a bit of both of that, seeing my name on there. It's like, I guess I'm just so entrenched into this thing. I'm one of the names that comes up when you look into Dingo Pictures. When did you first discover the Dingo Pictures films? And when did you have that light bulb moment of this This needs to be a video? Well, I was looking up stuff for my other series, Bootleg Zones. So it's just like looking for some random bootleg stuff. And then I saw the weird cover for The Lion and the King for on PlayStation by Dingo. I didn't know what Dingo was at the time though. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> this knockoff Lion King thing on PlayStation 1? So I was intrigued. So I picked up a copy and yeah, <laughs> I saw there was this crappy movie on there. And it's like, I got to cover this. <laughs> it's become one of my more popular review topics. <laughs> You're also, and what many people may or may not know about you, if they haven't seen you on Wrestling With Regret, is that you're a massive wrestling fan as well. I'm currently looking at your webcam and I'm seeing what is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best WWF Championship belt iteration, which is the the one, f the sort of the, the winged eagle deluxe, as I yeah. tend to call it. <laughs> if there was ever a world title replica I wanted, it was this one. <laughs> Can you remember when you bought it? 
Uh, I got this as a present from uh, uh, Allison. I liked seeing it with um, Mick Foley he's my favorite he didn't get any long reigns with it though which was always a shame <laughs> he always felt like he was sort of the go-to guy to, to help the next guy along yeah there was never that that magnet that laser focus on him he was sort of prepping the rock for wrestlemania or prepping triple h for big things yeah. never had that belt for an extended amount of time um but we're here to talk about wrestling among other things because we're sending you phalus onto a desert island a metaphorical death because i think what we need after the last year is even more isolation i think that's what we certainly need so we're (laughs) going to let you burn a blu-ray of your three favorite wrestling matches uh so it's Mm -hmm. nice to be talking about good things on dvds for a change and we'd like you to choose the three matches that go on there so what would you like your first match to be Phelous? definitely gangrel versus val venus from wwf metal 1999 (laughs) wow (laughs) I know that's probably a popular one. Everyone says that. Every every other week, mate. Every other week, it's Gangrel Val Venus. And, uh, well, Val Venus, the new European champion, making his first title defense, appears we're going to hear some words from the champion. Well, let's see what Gangrel can do. You know Gangrel would love to get a taste of that European title. It's a European title match, so already the stakes are as high as they can ever get. Absolutely. the commentators are immediately not interested in the match and they're talking about <laughs> what happened on Raw. They're, <laughs> they're talking about Rikishi and Too Cool. They're talking about some stupid pudding match. <laughs> talking about Jericho and China. <laughs> they could not care at all about what's going on in the ring. And, you know, they put on a clinic and uh, it ends in a DQ and Luna elbows Gangrel. <laughs> And Gangrel still never gets a title <laughs> in his entire WWF run. For you, Gangrel you, Valvinus. <laughs> and, and what you said there, describing metal, is so true because mm. the commentators who who are in, in every other part of the industry, they're there to get a match over to tell you why this is important. And metal yeah. or Shotgun Saturday Night in some places in some territories, it was called Jacked. And yeah. they even did this on heat to an extent. Like they're talking about everything other than what's happening. Like the, that is merely like a, if they could have put a screensaver with goldfish on on metal, <laughs> they'd they'd have done that instead. But they thought we need something wrestlingy, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it, and and also it's rare to see a title match on metal. Where were you when you watched it though? Uh, probably uh, yesterday when I turned it on just to make this joke about this being one of my favorite <laughs> matches. <laughs> and for that, I'm going to spend at least 20 minutes when this episode goes out doing a My Way video for Gangrel versus Val Venus. Yes. <laughs> Val Venus, a very fighting champion. If he's able to get past Gangrel here, Val Venus will defend that European title against Steve Blackman this Sunday on Heat. Well, Blackman would love to have a shot at Val Venus, no doubt about it, but if Gangrel happens to come up on top, Blackman wouldn't deny that one either. Yeah! This time I'ma let it all come out. This time I'ma stand up and shout. I'ma do things my way. It's my way. My way or the highway. I can give you a more real answer, but it's, it probably yeah. is a match you've heard. More often. No, no, you've had your chance. Yeah. It's Gangrel Malvinus. All right. You're that's watching fine. that on the desert island. And as, <laughs> and as the sea as the sea laps against your feet, as a crab bites your ankles, you can watch this match, watch the loon, watch the lunar run in for the form of the time and remember 
<laughs> this sure is did. how it started. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could be watching all the things they're talking about instead of this. <laughs> when did you become a wrestling fan? Late 90s. They were, um, I think they were starting sort of into the build for 15, but we weren't quite there yet. One of my friends was into it a bit, and I think he got into it more because I started to get more into it. So then we were like watching the pay-per-views and stuff. We didn't watch WrestleMania 15. Like that was my first pay-per-view, but we watched the encore presentation of it because <laughs> like... We missed it first, but then it's like they were going on and on on the next Raw. So I'm like, oh, if you missed WrestleMania 15, what do you think? You need to see it. Just seems so big. Right? I guess we got to get watch that. <laughs> there's still a chance. You know, there's a fair amount of silly things that went on during the Attitude Era, but, you know, they had the excitement there. Everything felt so big. The commentators were putting things over so much and just like, wow, like, it feels like big things are happening constantly. Even in like mid-card matches, they were putting things over so strong, which is very opposed to what they do these days. <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of current stuff. I watch the Rumble and I mean, I enjoy parts of that, but they're so long now. <laughs> I enjoyed it better when it was just maybe two and a half max for pay-per-views instead of like pushing four. <laughs> oh, they do they tend to do that quite a lot and if not they'll do it over two days um mm -hmm. but we'll talk more about the about your matches i'm hoping for more metal classics i'm upset <laughs> if, if they're not all metal matches i'm going to be very disappointed very i didn't disappointed. look at any more metal or jacked i'm sorry Damn Damn it! when did you first pick up a camera oh i had one in 2001 or two I filmed like some action figure videos with one of my friends. Those are the first things I think I filmed. Well, I guess that's not true. In the late 90s, I had a VHS camera briefly filmed some crap with my friends, but that's mostly unwatchable garbage. <laughs> what, what sort of stuff was it, though, that you were filming? Comedy skits. Like we had uh, mostly Dragon Ball Z figures in these videos we were shooting. So just kind of comedic takes on what was going on in DBZ at the time. I don't think I was really watching anyone at the time. Like when I first started, like the more serious thing I did was Mortal Comedy. And that was just, we wanted to make a spoof of Mortal Kombat stuff. So I wasn't particularly inspired by anyone. Like we had our inspirations in there, like the Mortal Kombat movie and other things like that but yeah i can't say it was anyone in particular as watching online or anything like that did you study filmmaking and stuff at college or was this something you were doing as a hobby uh i did take a it was like my degree was called like interactive technology is kind of like a whole bunch of stuff like that and video was part of it i'd say <laughs> If I didn't take an interest in it, I would have known very little and I could have still passed the course without caring. <laughs> but because I was interested in video and like making Mortal Comedy that helped me learn more. In terms of the friends that you were, you were hanging around with when you were making movies and stuff, how did you all come together? Oh, we'd been friends for years before this. So it's just like we were playing a lot of Mortal Kombat at the time, particularly Mortal Kombat 2. That was our favorite. So that's also where we 
based the Mortal Kombat series around was the plot line of Mortal Kombat 2 because we're like Mortal Kombat 1's been told an awful lot let's go past that movie uh, the one who played uh, Johnny Cage Joel is mostly him and I discussing it and we're talking about it being plausible because I'd taken the, the course at college I'd learned some basic special effects so it's kind of like we did a little test of us doing a few Mortal Kombat special moves it's like all right if we think this is possible so let's try it <laughs> it took a while though it took uh almost a year i think for us to get that first one out but then after the first one came out and the rest of my friends saw oh it turned out okay it's like they were more uh up for doing more of these <laughs> why are you here cage <sighs> You know, I know I've had some minor problems getting roles. Minor? I wouldn't call them minor. Oh, shut up, damn it. Anyway, so um, I got this offer to do a ad for a game. Pretty awesome one, Blood yeah. Storm. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Oh, sexy. I'd buy it. I would not. Ouch. Cage. I really don't think this is a good idea. Well, why not? Picture this, picture this. Tagline is going to be if Johnny Cage says that Bloodstorm is better than fighting in the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah. I mean, Cage, Raiden might kick you right out of the Mortal Kombat tournament for this. And according to my sources in Lone Play, Bloodstorm sucks. Well, Raiden can suck it. And as for the game, I plan on making it just a little more Johnny Cage. All right then, Cage, but it's your funeral. It had a fairly strong uh, following, at least a dedicated one for a while. It was like is weird because it wasn't even on YouTube at first. It was just being streamed directly from my site, so it was like we didn't have a great uh, counting of views or anything like that. But we had a fairly active board and stuff back when. Because it was only a certain number of people that could really do stuff like that. Like nowadays, I feel like everybody's got the ability to upload within a couple of clicks or a couple of taps. But they're, they're real passion projects, stuff like Mortal Comedy. Is there a particular moment, a favorite moment from the production of an episode of Mortal Comedy that, that you think about and always makes you smile? Oh, there's a silly one where it's just um, the guy who played Shang Tsung and it called for cut for midway through a take so that became a running gag with us was imitating him because he like he did this hand movement where he stuck his hands out calling cut and we're like what <laughs> so, that's been a thing that i still reference once in a while even my videos like do a subtle nod to it if i'm making a joke about calling for a cut i'll do the same hand movement with the two hands pointing at the camera <laughs> you were making it and there's a lot of love that goes into it but if you were making those movies again now would you make them any differently oh i'd use a better camera <laughs> <laughs> i suppose the tech the tech yeah. would obviously be would be upgraded yeah. you know i i think i'd try to direct a bit stronger probably in the first ones i don't know what my direction was like at this point probably not a lot sometimes it's probably just like here's your lines go <laughs> and then like that was bad do it again 
I know I started directing people a little better than that as we went on. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, do you, do you find that you, your skills as a director, like, is that a comfortable place for you to be in? Are you somebody that would, which, which role, like if you're on a team, which role do you feel like you fit most comfortably into? Yeah, I don't mind trying to direct people because like when I am behind the camera like that, I know what I want. <laughs> so I don't have a problem asking for that. Like, all right, let's do it again. But no give me this emotion instead of what you did there or something ramp up the excitement as you go with the line something like that uh we're going to talk a little bit more about um about your life and times but we've got another match to pick for your dvd and uh sadly we've we've already um drawn out no more metal matches i'm very sad about that but what would you like your second match to be for your DVD then? I guess we'll go a little bit above Gangrel and Val Venus to uh, WrestleMania 17, The Rock and Austin. Now that's probably one you do get a lot. <laughs> We've had it a couple of times, a couple yeah. of times. But that is, but it's, but it's because it's an iconic match that, mm-hmm. that people fall in love with it. What's um, what's a ma- what's a moment from that that you love? Honestly, like I remember being so hyped for that, ma- like the whole card my friend and i we simmed the entire card on no mercy on 64 before we watched it that day and i remember a funny thing like happened when we got to the rock austin match vince interfered and we're like vince i don't think he's going to interfere in that match he doesn't really have anything to do with their feud right now (laughs) sure enough then he comes out later and we looked at each other what has vince vince mcmahon take me back then vince mcmahon walking down the aisle at wrestlemania 17 uh Mm. rock and austin have have battered each other for 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 a good long while here comes vince mcmahon what are what are you and the lads thinking at this point what's going to happen oh well i don't know what i was expecting out of this honestly it's like i thought if he was just going against austin that might be too predictable so it's just like, I wasn't really sure. It's like, I thought maybe they might go that direction just for the shock. But, you know, once it really happened, I was still kind of surprised. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there we saw a handshake that virtually stopped my heart. Stone Cold scheduled to be here momentarily. And I think he's got a lot of damn explaining to do. The finish is divided, people. I liked it. I liked it back then, and I still enjoy the fact that he wanted to change his character up. Like, as Austin said, you know, he felt like he was getting a little stale. I don't really disagree. I think it was good for him to change it up. I think the thing that really makes his heel run messy was the fact the invasion happened almost right after just to go back to what you said there you were you were simming it on no mercy are we are we of agreement that no mercy is probably the best wrestling game that ever came out oh yeah definitely it's yeah. still one i'll go back to once in a while like oh this is still fun the graphics are crap but it's fun <laughs> who was your go-to player on no mercy uh jericho just he's one of my favorites <laughs> yeah how long did it take you to crack the lion soul because i struggled with that because it's oh yeah run and then pressing a it literally like a, a, an inch of a second that took a while yeah that was annoying but like once you got it down i remember too like one of the t- things one of me and my friends tried to do for the longest time was a 3d on the announce table so we had to have three 
controllers plugged in because we need to make the other person run at us because you had no time almost to react to this. <laughs> I remember we finally got it. We got them, we made them run at us. We hit A at the same time, got the 3D on the announce table. We watched that replay for a good few minutes. <laughs> we did it, 3D on the table. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot of people will know you from your time with Channel Awesome. Uh, which you left in 2015 to to do more of your own stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of conversations been had about that. And you know what? We ain't going to talk about that today because that's yeah. stuff that's over there. And there's no need to. <laughs> no yeah. need to. But, what I, but the one thing I'll say is, is like to, to look back on there, like you, you made a lot of friends there and you made a lot of, of really strong content through there. Is there something from that time at Channel Awesome that you're very, very proud of? Leaving. <laughs> I can tell you, it's not to boldly flee that's for sure <laughs> you, you messaged me after you listened to the brian zane episode that we did and, and we yeah. did bring up to boldly flee mortified anytime i hear <laughs> the title <laughs> you can't see uh but uh, fairless is breaking out in hives yeah <laughs> i was glad you guys made fun of the length because yeah it's so <laughs> I mean, we, you know, it, it was it's either, it was either that or WrestleMania 34, uh, and <laughs> we only had we only had four hours. <laughs> How did you come to meet Allison? Like the like we love both. watching love you guys working together, and I'm just curious to how it all began. Yeah, we were both on that site, so that's at least something <laughs> too that came from. I mean, I, I made friends too, but yeah, meeting Allison was super important to me, so. I can't totally ever regret being there since I met her through that. We'd hung out a few times. It was just, we were having fun, like on some streams, chatting. And yeah, then a bit after that, I asked her about seeing each other. The, The YouTube world has changed so much. 
since you started all the way back in like the early noughties. Sorry, the lights come mm. into this room. I look very holy all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> the, the, the world has changed so much. And, and how do you think, um, particularly since the the rise of YouTube, particularly since sort of adpocalypse, as it was called, and, and the constant changing of the algorithm. How have you uh, adapted what you do uh, to, to, to keep yourself moving forward? I mean, I just usually let myself adapt as I go, like with my content. I don't try to worry about the algorithm as much as some people. It's like, because you can just spend like so much time like thinking like okay what's the next video that'll do well and you can try to optimize it as best you can for that and then it will tank because like maybe it just decides no we don't favor you this time so i just try to make what i want to <laughs> like if this is going to amuse me at least or if i'm going to enjoy talking about this then that's what i'll make i have to make sure i still enjoy what i do otherwise it's going to burn me out or get stale mm. and if i just worry too much about like what youtube analytics will like this week then i'm just not going to care about what i'm doing i mean i try to change my style a bit as i've gone like i'd like be more informational than i was in the early days i like doing deep as deep a dive as i can on some of these things which is why i guess i'm attached to dingo so much because i was one of the first people to try and figure out how all these things connected with each other what company was attached to what and all that what's some of the great connections that you've made since channel uh since you left channel awesome um through videos that you've done whether it be on the videos on, on the turtles or bootleg action figures or anything like that have you made any new connections doing stuff like that not really <laughs> i there's plenty of people i enjoy watching since those days but i don't know a lot of the time lately i haven't reached out to a whole lot of people or some people i wish i would try to but just sometimes i guess get so caught up in work i don't <laughs> it's difficult when you're the the sort of the master of everything do you find it quite difficult to switch off yeah sometimes sometimes it just feels like i'm thinking about my next video or what i got to do next for that video all the time you know and that's one of the things that comes with working at home too because you're always kind of at work <laughs> And, and at any point you can just drop it you can drop everything and work on something whilst it's on your mind isn't it yeah yeah have you have you got any mechanisms in place that you do that stops you from getting too lost in work <laughs> i probably should <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's hard lately too because like what i used to do is go hang out with friends get away from it for a bit but now it's been harder to do that since the pandemic there is like one of my friends I can still hang out with once in a while. Mm. So we've been doing that. We were watching some wrestling actually not that long ago, including WrestleMania 17. <laughs> nice. Wrestling is, is one of those things where even though, as you say, you don't keep up with the modern product, like it's difficult to break away from what's happening in the world when you watch it. But there is still a wonderful form of escapism that comes from it, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I think that's that'll be for the case for everybody. And we've got mm. one more match for you to get to. But before we do, I always like to spring this on the guests as well, uh, as well <laughs> as taking, it's not bad, I promise, uh, as well as taking uh, three wrestling matches, uh, you're also allowed to take with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item. 
So mm-hmm. uh, like a luxury item can be something with, uh, with, with sentimental value. It can be something that like a bit of tech that you want to have on the island to keep you occupied, anything like that. But if I was to say yeah. to you a movie, like from the pantheon of movies that you love, hate, loathe, uh, yeah. uh, slash dingo movies, what would you, <laughs> <laughs> what movie would you like to take with you? Ghostbusters. Good shout. Good shout. Um, the, you are a massive Ghostbusters fan, aren't you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what is it about Ghostbusters? I don't know. It's just one of the first things I liked as a kid. Like I watched the cartoon first, the real Ghostbusters, and then just the movie became my favorite movie from a pretty young age. <laughs> so you discovered the cartoon before the, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, and as I remember thinking some things like when I first watched the movie, I'm like, where's Winston? Why is it taking so long for him to show up? Like, he's he's just part of the group by the time the cartoon's happening. <laughs> then he's not there for like the first quarter of the movie. As you got older, did your, did your appreciation for the movie change? I don't think so. I think it's just, it's one of those things that stayed with me. It's mm-hmm. like that in the uh, original Ninja Turtles movie, the 1991. Those are two things as, as a kid I enjoyed and I can still go back and watch them. Like, yeah, these still hold up pretty well. I think the prosthetics in the Turtles movie still look really good. Yeah, there's like a few times you might see like eyes in the mouth or something. But I mean, it's not perfect. <laughs> That's like, I would still love to see a movie done with those type of animatronic suits just you use some cg to enhance them a bit instead of just making them fully cg it seems easy to go cg and there is a lot of love that goes into uh designs like the turtles costumes that we don't see enough of anymore i don't think Mm -hmm. you know what about an album if i was to say to you an album what we thinking I have no clue on an album because I usually just go song by song. I rarely stick with one band a lot. I can <laughs> just go like uh, maybe the wrestling and thought was it the anthology, the one that had like the Ooh. three CDs <laughs> there. I get a lot of music with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout. No one, no one's taking the WWE anthology with them. That's a nice yeah. one. Who's who's got the best wrestling music ever? I liked the corporate ministry theme back in oh, the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate like they very rarely get mashups right in yeah. wwe but that one chef's kiss you can't see it but a chef's kiss <laughs> in the corporate ministry theme it's just yeah it's brilliant it's 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 such a strong theme and i think that is on the yeah. anthology so you can have that definitely yeah it was like slowed down or something weird i remember taking it off the cd and speeding it back up to the right sound <laughs> i'm like annoy- this sounds weird i don't like that <laughs> did it annoy you could you sense that like this doesn't feel, feel right i'm gonna yeah win up this and fix it yeah <laughs> uh okay yep. I still really like, you know, the corporate ministry story up until, you know, it was me all along, Austin. I was like, I was into it. And then they they ruined it by having Vince a part of it. They were they were so close to something so great. And yeah, the Vince reveal was disappointing. Um, Fantasy booking head on. Mm. Who would have been a better choice for the leader of the corporate ministry? (laughs) They would never have been able to do it at the time. But Bret Hart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hear Brett. 
I hate yeah. Brett. Brett like he had a Brett. beef with Austin and Vince. That would have made perfect sense. Someone like that. That would have been cool. Of course, they, you know, had no relationship with him at the time to bring him in. It would never have happened. <laughs> so good. That'd have been that'd have been a great but, shout. Yeah. And, if and it could have been anyone, just saying we put all that aside. <laughs> Brett would have been so cool. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm kind of in my mind's eye picturing a sort of Bret Hart singlet with a gothic vibe yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's quite tasty, that. I like that <laughs> as a thing. What about a, uh, a luxury item? What luxury item would we take? The Hell in the Cell cage. <laughs> nice. And I would... I would throw myself off it and either that would end my stay on the island quick or enough people would be watching me get thrown off the island enough to be like, oh, let's go get him. So it's so the hell in a cell is either going to be uh, the end of my time on the island or a yeah. great way to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> one or the other it's, yeah it can be nothing else <laughs> it'll get me off the island one way or another <laughs> amazing all right you can have the hell in a cell <laughs> i don't know how we're gonna get it on the plane but we'll figure that out we'll figure the admin out Hayless. we'll figure the admin out all right your your third and final match my good man what would you like it to be so we've had val venus and gangrel metal no changes uh yeah. rock and austin from wrestlemania 17 Metal to WrestleMania, that's the best. Uh, what's the third one? What's the third going to be? Austin Jericho Vengeance 2001. Oh, so the night that Chris Jericho became the undisputed champion. Intelligence. He's showing intelligence. Angle running away from the rock. 
And now the bell rings, and now this match is officially underway for the Undisputed Championship. I think one of my most genuine surprises in wrestling, because it's like when my friends and I were watching this, all right, we really want Jericho to win, but there's no way he's going to win. They're probably going to put it on Austin or maybe The Rock or Angle. It's like <laughs> Jericho at the bottom. <laughs> we want him to win, but they're not going to give it to him. When Jericho beat The Rock, we're like, all right, yeah, but they're still probably no, not going to give it to Jericho. It's probably going to be Austin then for sure. <laughs> then even after Booker T hits Austin in the back of the head with that belt, we're like, this is taking too long. So he, Austin's definitely going to kick out after this. Maybe there's a chance, like we're trying to bargain basically with it. Like maybe there's a small chance Jericho can roll him up after he goes for a stunner or something. Like there's still some way he can win. And then just the three hit and our jaws dropped. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did this really just happen? <laughs> Jericho's the first undisputed champion. Chris Jericho's come up a couple of times in our chat today. Um, yeah. When was the first time you 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 discovered Chris Jericho? Can you remember? It's when he made his debut on Raw because I wasn't watching as much WCW when he was still there. At first, is just kind of like, well, who's this silly guy with you know the top ponytail and stuff like that? But you know, he was so charismatic and stuff. It's just like, yeah, this guy's great, actually. <laughs> Don't know whether you keep up with his stuff in AEW at the moment. Once in a while, I want to see more AEW than I do currently, but I've watched a few things from him in there. It was it's cool. I'm glad he you know keeps changing it up like this. I like the champion and all that. <laughs> what have you got planned on your channel over the next uh, couple of months then? Because there's 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 constantly uh, the, the wheel keeps turning so it's good to know what's coming up what have you got planned for for the youtube channel sir i don't plan that far in ahead because a lot of the time i'll say i'm gonna do this and then i change my mind <laughs> i'm currently working on yet another adaptation of beauty and the beast i don't know if you've followed but i've like done i don't know eight or so <laughs> adaptations say, I thought you've done them all so by now i didn't know there was yeah. more to do no, there's another one. I have a few more still. Really, I haven't covered um, more Ninja Turtles. I was, I was going to say, how far away are we from a tier list of all the Beauty of the Beasts? <laughs> I don't know. I, I could do that. Maybe once I think I've found most of them, I could try and rank them. I'm there for it. More turtle stuff you were saying as well. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. That was all right. Uh, yeah, more next mutation episodes. I can say for sure that's coming since I'm not done with that series. And once I'm done with all the proper episodes, we'll talk about the Power Ranger crossover. <laughs> nice. And if people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, how can people find you? I'm basically Phalus everywhere. It's youtube.com slash Phalus, twitter.com slash Phalus. Those are the big things to find me on or phalus.com. Or just search, just type dingo, just type type dingo movies <laughs> into YouTube. And no doubt you'll stumble across him there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Your lasting memory will be dingo movies and yeah. picking a, a match from metal for Desert Island Grabs. At yeah. least at least in, in my heart. But like like as somebody and uh, just before we, we let you off the island, as somebody who is uh followed what you've done for a long time 
I've been a passionate fan of what you do. Uh, genuinely delighted that you would join us with some nonsense on Cultaholic Island today. And also, it's been lovely to chat about No Mercy for the N64 and Newgrounds. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm 17 again. It's the best. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 